Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's our goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine and Rebecca, aka Becky Eason. Welcome back to the show, Becky. It's great to be back. So Becky and I, prior to starting the record button, talked about some wines from the Canadigua uh, wine region. Uh, We seem to be featuring Canadigua wines this particular month. And one that I had recommended to her was Heron Hill. Um, Heron Hill has a tasting room on Canadigua Lake. If you aren't familiar with Heron Hill, they've been around since 1977. And they have a really beautiful uh, barn style kind of tasting room. They have such a variety of wines from red, rosés, white, sparkling, and even uh, blended wines. And one that I suggested to Becky as a potential option would be their Eclipse. Um, I particularly like their Eclipse as a middle of the road wine. I think it's a great, it's not, a lot of people when I say table wine, they think, you know, sort of like, eh, you know, but I think their Eclipse is a a decent um, I would say a decent wine to just sort of say everyday wine. If you want to go, they also have an Eclipse White. So they have an Eclipse Red and they have an Eclipse White. The Red is sort of a Bordeaux style. It's a Cab Sauvignon, Merlot and Cab Franc. So it has a little, little spice to it at the end. And then the White is really fruity. It's got uh, Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Chardonnay. So it's got like, I think it's a good, as we think about April and spring and, you know, kind of coming into a refreshed season, uh, I like to start to transition a little bit to those white wines just a tad bit. And so that one's got lots of fruit. It's not sweet, it's just fruity. So I think it's a a nice summer wine is what I call it. And we like to think of summer in the month of April, right? (laughs) That's right. We also like to think about vacations. (laughs) One of my favorite topics lately is vacation. And I thought, Becky, you and I could talk. um, I know Kate and I talked last week about organization of some documents, but I, I thought maybe we could dive in a little bit, kind of expanding upon that just a tad bit, talking about the organization of financial documents, maybe some documents to keep in the safe versus what to keep in your filing cabinet or versus what to keep a copy with friends and family. And then also maybe talking about you know, how to think about sort of organizing your vacation. We're big checklist fans here at Rooted Planning Group. We love checklists. 
But the reason we love them is because of the organization that it helps us keep. So lots to talk about in this fun fact filled episode. So let's dive right into that. Um, Becky, talk to me a little bit about when somebody asks you the question about keeping documents. I'm a big virtual fan, as I mentioned last podcast that I recorded with Kate. But even with the stuff that is is mostly virtual, there's still some stuff that you should probably keep the originals in a safe versus just a regular filing cabinet. What sort of thoughts or ideas do you have around those particular documents? Yeah, um, like car documents. So like your purchase um, documents mm-hmm. or even your sale documents. Um, most of the time those are actually in physical copy because you get them right from the dealership. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would be something that depending on the sensitivity of the information and how long ago you purchased or sold the car, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it's got a lot of sensitive information, then that'd be something you want to put in your safe. And to hold on to. Yeah. And like social security cards, birth certificates, some of that stuff would be really super critical, right? Um, Marriage license probably is another one. Um, I'm thinking of all of those critical documents that if you have to reproduce them, they're not, it's kind of a pain, passports potentially. Um, I'm a big one to keep copies of documents uh, in conveniently. We always talk about the red file that we keep. You know, but the original document itself should probably be in a envelope, maybe even like a sealed. I've got some of ours in Ziploc bags. Yep, I do too. (laughs) Right. And that way, if there's ever any water damage, those documents are protected. I've even got a few wedding photos in a Ziploc bag just because God forbid anything ever happened water wise. It would be and in in my fireproof safe just just to make sure that I have some, you know, some protection on some of those documents. Um, and then what are your thoughts around any other documents that you would consider that should probably be in the safe, maybe your deed of your house, but anything else that you would consider that should really be locked up in a fireproof, wa- potentially waterproof safe? I mean, if you have like sentimental documents, like a letter that a loved one wrote to you, then maybe something you want to put in the safe just for mm-hmm. Not so much for the security of it, but from the protection against fire or water. That's a really good point. My husband's, um, would be his great grandfather wrote some letters back in the early 1800s that, um, we came across when we were cleaning out his mom's house a little bit. And they're really unique family heirlooms. Those should probably go in our safe instead of be sitting out on the cab, on the filing or on the buffet. How about things that you think you might want to give copies of to like friends and family or loved ones? Um, An emergency contact list, Um, you know, the name, phone number, even address, um, email address of those who, if something happens to you, like who should be contacted Mm -hmm. and to what level. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good point. Also like copies of your driver's license, maybe in case you're traveling your passport, mm-hmm. um, marriage certificate. I mean, All of those documents. Make sure that they documents. put them in a secure spot too, but it would be good for them to be elsewhere. Yeah. Identifying your healthcare proxy and making sure that they're aware of it and that they have a copy of your healthcare proxy, I think is really important. Same with maybe your power of attorney. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Having them aware. Um, I know that there's been some situations where people didn't know they were a healthcare proxy or didn't know they were their power of attorney. And so it's like, oh, 
uh, okay, I have to step into this role and I'm not quite sure. I mean, I can make the decisions, but boy, it would have been nice to have conversations with people about it. Those are all super great tips. How about moving into, um, as you can tell, I'm itching for a vacation. How about moving into the idea of organizing your vacation? You're a fabulous planner when it comes to, I mean, you've, you and your husband and your family have been um, great at putting some travel plans together and organizing vacations. Walk us through a little bit of what your, what your process is when you're thinking about vacation. Generally, we start by listing out like, where do we want to go? Um, you know, what time of year is it going to be? You know, if it's someplace warm, do we want to go in the off season or, you know, um, I mean, that's the biggest thing is figuring out where to go and then when, because if you're going to go someplace up north, you may not want to do that during the winter if you're hoping to have warmth. So strategizing around that and then figuring out when everyone can get time off of work or school. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, that does place a lot of limitations on many people. And then determine the length of time that you want to stay somewhere. Or do you want to make like little mini trips on your way to the ultimate destination? That's one of my famous tricks, right? <laughs> yeah. And even just to trying to decide where to go, um, thinking back to the very first tip you you said, um, is there a process that you go through to do like list out different places that you, you guys want to go to and then sort of start saying, you know, this year we'd like to go here or that year we'd like to go here is and what's going on in your life in the future, <laughs> knowing what that might look like too, right? Right. And, you know, how much do you have in your budget to afford or to spend on a vacation? So, you know, if yeah. you want a really long, expensive vacation one year, maybe you scale back and the years leading up to that, you do smaller, like more cost effective vacations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have, I mean, thinking about the trips that you would take, um, also being aware of what the, like what the requirements are, do you need your passport, not need your passport, but do you, are, when you guys are thinking about traveling, I know for Brent and I, we are, we always think, okay, what, what will we need along the way? Or what will we need once we get there? So sort of the organization of um, the vacation itself, the needs of the vacation itself. What process do you guys go through when you're thinking about that? Yeah, that kind of goes back to where are we going? Mm -hmm. um, last year, we went to Myrtle Beach where we had a condo with a full kitchen. So as a preparation to that trip, I actually planned out like, okay, how many meals are we actually going to eat out? How many are we going to cook? So I packed our crock pot. So that way I could cook a meal while enjoying the beach. But with that also came, okay, what supplies should we bring from home? And what should we buy in a grocery store down there? Because you were driving, right? So you yeah. had the car that you could pack up, right? Yeah. And then we packed snacks for the roads that way. We figured we could stop, you know, just once or twice on the way down um, to eat and then, you know, get gas along the way. But. Yeah. And thinking about um, you guys went on a cruise four years ago almost, right? Uh, in 2019. Yeah. Gosh. Wow. Um, what was that process like? Because that's a whole different kind of trip to plan for. That one, I honestly kind of was hands off on because hmm. I was planning the wedding more so and my husband got to plan the cruise but that was a lot of you know because it was right after our wedding mm -hmm. making sure that my legal name matched everything like um passport 
and the cruise ticket, airline tickets, um, my driver's license even. So I would have two forms of ID. Um, and then mapping out the flights to make sure we arrived before the cruise left. So even if there was a delay, we wouldn't miss the departure of the cruise. Mm-hmm. So interesting that you bring that fact up. It's it's been so long for me that I didn't I don't really recall. But how did you do the legal name? Yeah, I actually waited until we got back from the cruise. So that way, then there was no question about anything, any missing documents or anything like that. Smart. Um, any tips? I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but any travel hacks that you would have or travel tips and organizing those travel tips? I, I know you're um, really good at finding discounts. <laughs> yeah, I like to Google, um, you know, things to do in the area and then figure out what you may want to be interested in. Mm-hmm. And then from there, search for any coupons. So if you know you want to go to like a dinner show. Like, mm-hmm. is there a night of the week that's cheaper or less crowded? Mm-hmm. And then are there any coupons? And it might be at the resort or the hotel that you're staying at. They may offer something mm-hmm. um, or different apps like Monster is one of them that a lot of touristy areas actually have coupons on. I had not heard that one. Monster? have to look yeah. that one up. So shifting just a little bit, one of the other things, you actually wrote a blog was a little while back and I'll, I'll try to find it for the show notes, but you actually wrote a blog about physically getting organized in the space, you know, your space of organization. Um, I, I can't recall all the details of the blog right now, but I remember at the time, I think you had moved into your house and you guys were trying to get like rooms organized within your house. And I think in particular, it was around the kitchen, that particular article was. But Kate and I talked about the fact that both of us, when we have disheveled workspaces, we have a hard time focusing. And if I remember correctly, that's sort of what your article was about, was a little bit about that particular like space um, having an organized space and ha- and that sort of clears your mental clarity. What kind of things when when you're when you're in that mode where you're feeling like things need to get organized? Um, what sort of things do you do to, to just pause and plan out what needs? To, I guess get yourself organized. What are some of the thoughts that you have around that? I like to tackle big items that take little capacity. So, like if there's boxes laying around from a delivery or whatever, just getting rid of those. Mm -hmm. And then that just makes it feel less overwhelming. And then tackling, if there's a pile of papers that you know exactly where they go, but it's just a matter of getting them there, (laughs) tackling that because you know what needs to be done with them. It's just a matter of doing it. Mm -hmm. And then either save like the items that you really don't know what to do with and you need to figure out for after those little things are taken care of or a completely separate time to not overwhelm yourself. That gives you the mental space, right? You're, you're able to focus on those big thought items. Um, I'm, a, I'm a morning person when it comes to big thought items, as you very well know. When there's things that require a lot of mental capacity is what I like to call it, or thought or research. It's not uncommon for me to get up at a, what most people would consider a ridiculous hour, <laughs> but it's my time. And I think knowing how your 
body and mind works is also very helpful for some of those items. Um, towards the end of the day, I'm good at those big items you mentioned, but in the morning, I'm really good at those really heavy ones. So knowing how to organize your day a little bit, I think is also very helpful and kind of taking a step back and, and realizing that I think is often very helpful. Are there any tips that you would give the listeners to try to, if they're struggling with organization, um, that you would give to them to sort of just get the juices flowing when it comes to organization? Yeah, a great technique, at least for me, is to grab a notebook. And even though you're not actually tackling the issue, just jot down what you ultimately want to do. And then, but don't make it too long of a list. So start small, just jot down like today, my goal is to do these three things. Mm -hmm. Once those are complete and it's okay to push it to the next day if you need to. Mm -hmm. But once those are complete, then sit back down and okay, what's next? And then just slowly work your way through it. Mm -hmm. And things might prioritize themselves different, right? I mean, they might go up or down. Yeah. Yeah. So good old fashioned notebook paper, notepad, um, write down some of those things that are cloud in your brain, sort of like a brain dump. And then maybe from there, be able to break it out just a little bit. And that could be true of a vacation, of work, of home, of home remodeling, (laughs) of cleaning, (laughs) really anything in particular. So number one tip is is to um, sort of write down what's floating around in your mind. Is there a way that sometimes when once you see that list that you kind of look at that list and say, okay, now that everything's sort of brain dump, what's the most important item? Is there a way that you can, because sometimes like five of those items are really important. How do I determine which one is most important? Is that where you kind of look at the big box, little box kind of idea? Yep. And okay. also, you know, what can, you know, someone help you with? Is there something on that list that maybe you don't have to do? And like, yeah. I know my husband's always like, just tell me what you want help with and I'll help you. And so by doing that, I can actually say, it'd be great if you could help me with this item. And he's happy to do so. Yeah. So tips to get yourself organized and what can you delegate are really important. And then tips around those vacation items, those hacks, um, maybe listing out or doing some research on some of those websites that you mentioned would be helpful for your, for your vacation items. Anything else that you can think of that you would share with listeners around the topic of organizing yourself or your financial documents? Now, if you're in a space where you want to be organized, but you aren't organized, that's okay. Like, I feel like there's so much pressure sometimes to be super organized Mm. and it's okay if you're not, it's whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. and taking little steps to get to where you want to be. That's a great point. We are very judgy when it comes to that kind of thing, aren't we? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Becky, as always, it was great chatting with you. And we know that you are a super organized person. So I think if you're looking for other tips and ideas, uh, maybe, uh, like I said, I'll try to find Becky's blog that she wrote several years ago, a couple years ago on this particular topic. But Um, like she said, just taking out a sheet of paper and sort of writing down all the things that are going through your head may help get you organized. And it's okay if 
you don't have everything in exactly the way that you want. Don't stress about that. Don't let organization stress you out. We hope you've liked this show. If you do, certainly like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we'd love to hear any questions that you have. And also like us on iPad and Spotify. iPad, yeah. How about iTunes and Spotify? As we know that every time that you share a like there, that does move us up in the rankings so that more people can get access to our podcast. We hope all of you have a wonderful month of April and that you're planning your vacation and your own style of organization. Stay tuned next week for Carrie Bean and I to continue the conversation around organization. And um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about with Carrie is how she sort of organized herself when she was in car buying mode. I think that's going to be an interesting topic for everybody to listen to. We hope you all have a wonderful day or evening. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.